All right, we're here. One of our absolute favorites, the 11 personnel, Nick Roush, Adam Luckett, Kentucky Sports Radio. And Nick, he brought a present here for Cousin I, I, I would Normally I'd say I'm happy to be here, but I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not because, yeah, I, I owe you one, Shane. So hold on to this for me, Luckett. I got um, well, some of Kentucky's finest brown water for a game. Oh, well there you lost. go. Right. Elijah Craig. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and. Thank don't don't so enjoy that, please. Like I, I hope we you hate it. Keep that brown bag. I hope you. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I felt a little awkward walking around. <laughs> um, but Shane, I I know the first bourbon bet got off to a rocky start yes. for my team, but I'm willing to run it back because the Cats are at home uh-huh. against the Vols this year. There's going to be a quarterback controversy. And will will it be Milton or will it be the volleyball player? We don't know. And what we do know is that the Kroger Field is going to be rocking when Tennessee comes to town yeah. in October. Absolutely, I'm in. I'm absolutely in. I think this is going to be. Are you? Let me ask you on this bet because uh, everybody knows that we do this bourbon bet. Are you worried that that this potentially goes to a biannual game? I, I mean, there was a rumor floating around that Tennessee and Kentucky wouldn't be one of those annual matchups anymore you know yes and no because here's the thing like it's um it's like the tennessee to me is like a bad girlfriend that you just keep going back to (laughs) and like i i want to have that game around because i want to beat him and it'll feel so good yeah but at the same time i just know i'm gonna get my heart ripped out again yeah you know that that girl's gonna rip it out she's gonna stomp all over it but then i'm still gonna be sending you up text so i (laughs) I am worried it's going to go away, but part of me might be like, well, I won't have to deal with those stinking balls for yeah. another year. Well, and it's a little cheaper if you're not buying bourbon every year. Shane, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really just saw the open wound. <sighs> I, all that heartbreak talk, I thought we were interviewing Marler again. Uh, let me ask you, Adam, why do you think, uh, or at least what gives you confidence most that Kentucky can fish your- uh, fix their issues on the offensive line because I think that's so critical to to the entire season, basically. Yeah, I mean, can't get worse. Like, I mean, it literally <laughs> cannot get worse. I, I mean, let's start there. I think they went and got some guys from the portal. I think are going to be a level up, but it's not like Kentucky's very much. I think if they hit their peak in offense, they'd be middle of the pack. Like, I mean, if they if everything went glowing, they might be like the sixth or seventh best offensive line in the SEC. So I don't think the ceiling's really high, but I think the floor, just from an experience standpoint, like they had no experience, they had guys playing out of position. Now those guys playing out of position are going to be playing in position. They've got actually true tackles that can play somewhat, and they played at the, a high level against Power 5 competition. So I think, and not only that, I think Cohen just being in there, Liam Cohen replacing Rich Gangarello, I think that's going to streamline yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, behind the scenes, there was a lot, like, uh, information overload, I would say. I think a lot of it's a good way to put it, yeah. Processing was a kind huge way. deal for the whole, I think, offensive organization, coach to player. Uh, and I think with Cohen, he, from what I've heard, master communicator is really able to simplify things a lot. And I think that was one thing Scangarello struggled with was um, just being too complex, you know, keep it simple, stupid. I think that that's maybe a model they're going to have uh, in the offensive room. And, I, I, and we've seen Cohen do it before. I mean, we've seen him put together a top 25 offense and he's got weapons, so and they got the quarter. We, at least we think they got the quarterback, and that, that should go a long way. And Eli Cox yesterday was down here at SEC Media Days, and he he used the term "bogged down," and 
as a like an offensive line, it's not like if a receiver runs the wrong route, the quarterback can just look the other way. Offensive line, like all five guys got to be on the same page, and they just they weren't last year. They weren't the newcomers. There's going to be a, a, a learning curve, right? Like they, they've got to feel each other out. Um, but like even in fall camp last year, there were guys getting hurt, and then guys switching positions. They didn't even have their. They didn't know who their first five were until the first week of the game. Like that just not, it was a recipe for disaster. So. The pieces are there for them to be really good on offense if the offensive line doesn't suck. I mean, right. if they're just – like I said, if they're middle of the road in the conference, Kentucky's got a real chance to be a dangerous offense, I think, this year. But the, the, you can't get around it. That's the elephant in the room. We're not going to really know until we mm-hmm. get to see yeah. dumb in games. You don't know until you know. Well, yeah. you know, Stoops was out here the other day, and one of the things he said is, uh, you know, we want to get back to physical ball, you know. And, and I think Kentucky got a little finesse there a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, but – it's hard not to when you're looking at what you're bringing in, new quarterback, yeah. this fantastic wide receiver room. Ray Davis, under the radar, we mm-hmm. were really high on him last year. I think he's going to be a fantastic athlete. I voted him all SEC in, on my ballot. Yeah. Oh. So what? do you expect more of a, a running game coming back with Kentucky and Cohen? That's a great question because we've talked about this a lot. Personnel-wise, they're built to drop back, throw it, get the ball to Barry Brown, Dan Key, right. get, get the ball to the tight ends. And then in the running back room, they have Ray Davis, and they, they've added transfers. Like, they have a deep running back room, but I don't think it's going to be like a bell cow type situation. So, you're gonna, I think you're going to have heavy personnel kind of usage there. But the passing game has kind of got to lead the way, at least to me. Yeah. Because you really don't – even the offensive linemen they got, I think both of them, the, both of the tackles might be, I would say, more pass pro maybe first yeah. as yeah. players – but that's important because with Lear's injury history, you got to protect the asset. Yeah. So I, but that's going to be the tight rope I think they need to walk. And that's one concern I have about the offense going in because we know what Stoops wants to do. Yeah. Like he wants to win games 14 to 10. If you could, if you could get him on true serum, and he, that would be <laughs> – 10-7. Like, Run the damn ball. Like Nick Saban said the other day on SEC Network, he was like, you know, we get so stretched out on defense now. It's hard. Like, yeah, I wish we could just get back in – you know, and play in between the hashes and just beat the yeah. crap out of each other. But that's just not what, how they do it anymore. Yeah. But for Kentucky, I do think that's going to be kind of a tightrope. They're going to have to walk a little bit because for the first time, I think this needs to be a pass-heavy offense or at least lean that way. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not talking air raid levels, Mike Leach levels of pass-heavy. But, like, Larry needs to be a guy that throws it 35 or 36 right. times a game. Well, yeah. And what is that? That's different for Stoops with how he's managed games in the past. Well, in the way that – because I, I – I, brought it up to Stoops as well, and he's like, yes, we need to get those guys the ball, but the Liam Cohen, the Rams system under McVay, it's running to set up the pass. He's like, that's why I brought him here, is that it's part of, it's an important part of the offense, is being able to run the ball. And Cohen said as much too, like, we have to be able to run the ball on third and one and get the first down. Like, you know, sometimes you just got to get some hard yards. We got to have that. I think Ray Davis can be the guy that does it, but to your, and instead of maybe it was uh, what what do we say forty sixty run or pass run like maybe you, maybe you flip it uh, mm-hmm. this time and, and then that can work but I to your point I don't Chris Rodriguez ain't walking through that door right like it's yeah. guys aren't getting twenty five carries a game right. yeah now since I went back and watched Devin Leary at at NC State I've said Kentucky's getting an upgrade at quarterback now that may be a bold comment because. 
Will Levis, highest-drafted Kentucky quarterback since Tim Couch, got to be right. Yep. yep. Uh, but I think when I say that, people think it's just my pure hatred for Will Levis. So I'm curious to know your guys' thought. What, what's your confidence level that Devin Leary this season is an upgrade over Will Levis last season? Yeah. The one thing I know is the coordinator QB combo is an upgrade, and that's mainly for the guy holding the play sheet. I yeah. mean, that is where the biggest. That's the bit like I think you can make an argument that is the biggest personnel upgrade in the whole conference. You you all, you all think that you, Bobby Petrino, Jimbo Fisher, one yeah. of the one of those. Three. <laughs> you you all you all think Mike doesn't like Will Levis. This guy, Coach Rich, it was halfway through last year he had steamrolled. <laughs> so that alone, I think. I think your things are going to be a lot easier. I think for the offense this year. Last yeah. year it was it was hard to do almost anything, Nick. I mean, getting placed into called into the huddle. There was moments where Levis is screaming at the sideline because they hadn't had the they couldn't right. get the play call in. They're going to delay of games on like important downs yeah. because the the operation wasn't there. And I mean, the biggest thing is like I I just think they're just different players. Devin Leary and Will yeah, Levis. Yeah. Like Will Levis is a big physical athlete, whereas. Weary, the words they used yesterday to describe him were ball placement, command, control. Like, he – J.J. Weaver was shocked at how fast Devin Leary could just get the ball to where it needed to be, right? And that's – that was a problem. Like, Levis's biggest knock on him, the reason why he didn't get taken in the first round, he had a slow processor, right? Things weren't going quick enough. That's Leary's strength. So, while I'm not ready to get into who's whom's better than whom's <laughs> – I will happily concede that Devin Leary is better than Will Levis if we're spending New Year's at the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. Levis has a higher ceiling, but I think the floor is probably higher with Leary. Yeah. And then you combine that with, you know, a lot is riding on Cohen. We think he's going to be pretty good. You combine that with the weapons Kentucky has, and if you get a good – if your offensive line can hold up, that should lead to good things, I think. Now, I know I've really needled Kentucky when I get one of two people to react on social media, and I got both of them, Matt Jones – Vince Morrow, both of them, <laughs> here recently when I said Mark Stoops, C coach. That's his little – little. it's actually C plus. I, I missed the plus. Uh, what, what was your boy's reaction when I said Mark Stoops, C, C plus coach for his – and this is 10 years of data. So this when a guy's one or two years in, the, the data is, is a little off. But 10 years – it, you are what your what your record says you are. I never would have graduated if you were my teacher, Mike. <laughs> and I know Sean Hell. That's a hard grade. Well, because here's – I think part of – like, if you're saying if it's all even playing field and you're saying Mark Stoops can't win a national championship, these guys can, so I'm going to give them an A, right? Well, no, like, I'm, I'm using a, a formula. Dave Bartu invented it, not me. Mm-hmm. And these schools pay him when they have coaching openings to, to find position coaches. And it's very simple. How much talent you have, how much talent the opponent has, and where the game is played. So if Mark Stoops beats Miami right. of Ohio, he doesn't get a bump. If, See, he, if he wins at Florida, that's a bump. If he well, loses at home to Vanderbilt, that's a minus. It's a very simple well, grade. Where it doesn't factor in is, like, he's really good at hiring coordinators. Right. Like, Not the yeah, last one. I would say. Like Matt House yeah. at LSU yeah, now, yeah. Brad White, John Summerall won 10 well, games. Yeah, but yeah. you're defense. Defense and defense personnel and structure and what they do and how they saw and how they scheme up against teams. I mean, Brad, the only thing Brad White really hasn't figured out is tenant, like, to hype all yet. Right. Everyone else, they, I mean, you know. I mean, they, they got Georgia, you know, 17 points, right, in your yep. one-score game. Like, well, they figured it out on defense, and that's where his strength is. 
which yeah. you would think, defensive side of the ball. They figured out it's the offense that's really been the issue for the, his whole tenure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's Liam Cohen and a bunch – you know, Eddie Grant did some good things, but it's Liam Cohen and a bunch of busts, right. really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if, we're, if we're really being honest about it, they, they churn through coordinators here. That's where he, I think what the weakness would be. Mm-hmm. And if they ever figured that, that out, then, you know, they could be cooking with gas. And that's why they got this – this duo now in 2021, that was a big part of them, I think, having that breakthrough type season with yeah. because of the coordinators. And now they got now they got them back, and it's can you keep them for two, three, four years and see what, and see what you can do. Right. But you're telling me what is Stoops' strengths, weaknesses. I would say, you know, offense, off, building that has been a big weakness for him, but strength, like he's built, like they're a top 15 defense, and everybody's just like, oh, Kentucky's going to be top 15 defense. I, at Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. And, and really what it comes down to is he's an A-plus Kentucky football coach, but in the SEC, how in the pecking order, he's got the longevity. Yeah. But there isn't, um, you know, like uh, people aren't, like, shaking their bootstraps when they see him on the schedule yet. Yeah. You know, that sort yeah. of thing. Well, it, by that same model, Brad White is rated as the SEC's best defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So you can't completely exactly. make the model. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, I right. think it's fairly I'll accurate. I'll tell you one thing that he's, he's nailing it out of the home. I mean – is the transfer portal. Yep. Yeah. You look yeah. at the last two, three years, I mean, he's he's not going out there and just getting anybody. He's getting NFL talent mm-hmm. and bringing it to cut, uh, Kentucky. So, maybe that's the, the – you know, maybe that will help the ratings well, yep. at some point. But, and that uh, can be the great equalizer, too, yeah. because, I mean, you can get better at recruiting, but there's still just a limit Yeah, uh, in, in, in the high school ranks. Like, there's just yeah. – There's a hard ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in the portal, the Stoops' kind of approach – I think resonates with a lot of guys who are like, I need to maximize this last year or two I got. Yeah. Yeah. And Stoops was just a straight shooter, no bull crap. Like, this is how we do that. Um, and I thought he mentioned when he was talking about Ray Davis, like, and when he's like, as soon as we met him, we were like, okay, this guy's a fit for us. He he gets it. And even even Eli said that about the offensive line linemen they brought in. Like, they're, they're, one, they're, they're one of us, right? Yeah. Like, they're guys that aren't going to – Put up a bull crap, like we're you know, I gotta have my way or the highway, like they're gonna yeah. do the work. Yeah. Just just look at quarterbacks. Like we can say what we want about Levis, but he was a backup at Penn State and he became a second round yep. draft pick at Kentucky. Right. He now had you, more rush attempts than pass attempts yeah. when he got to Kentucky. Now you get you know, now you get that allowed you to get maybe the top quarterback or one of the tops in Leary and you could turn him into a draft pick. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. just that alone. They just signed a five star or not that, signed, but that admitted. alone because Kentucky struggled to recruit quarterbacks, like that alone shows you what the portal can if you're using it efficiently and, right. and successfully you can you can but get you can you got a track record yeah. you got a track when yeah. you're in this kid's living room saying hey come to kentucky we're going to give you that opportunity to have yeah. that spotlight on you i, I think and that's a, the next chapter here trickle down effect with that too it's like oh we've got guys in the nfl that yeah. get to sell the high school kid gets easier because you're actually producing at that position where it was an issue for a long time and now it's really not an issue yeah like well, Wondell robinson comes here one, <laughs> Wondell robinson comes one year over a thousand yards, and they were receiver oh, recruiting flipped yeah. overnight. They get Barry yeah. Brown, top 100 recruit from here in Nashville. Like they, they don't get that if they don't hit in the portal right. with Wondell. Boy, that one hurt. Now, uh, final question <laughs> I got for you boys. I know you, you know, we because of our relationship, you're looking to that Tennessee game because it's so big. But the Florida game, I think that is that is the one Kentucky fans need to be circling. They own Florida right now, which is wild. After to Mark Stoops' credit, for years and years, Florida literally owned Kentucky. They've completely flipped that on its head. Is that the game where 
If Kentucky drops it, I don't see how they have a great I'll season. I'll go a step ahead of you. The Vanderbilt game is – Well, I didn't even want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> that is the – Well, we can't make that joke anymore because Vandy came to Kentucky and won last year. They, yeah. they just – there's a lot on the table for Kentucky. And there's a, there's a path to when – when Tennessee comes to town, there's a path to 6-1. and one Yeah, on top how 25 game. Right, you know, right. Like, oh, I think a realistic path, but – you got to take care of Vanderbilt. It's away from home. You lost to them last year. You cannot afford to lose. Like to me, that's the game. Um, if they handle that, you know, we'll, we'll, and we'll know a lot more about Florida at yeah. that point because I'll play Utah, Florida, or uh, Utah and Tennessee. Yeah, um, and we'll see what they have. But to me, the Vanderbilt one—that's the—that's tr- the trickier one. Like Vandy, like. Are you they, really? They, are you really worried about Vanderbilt? They, they can't lose. They can't. Yeah. No, I know you can't, can't lose, lose it, that game. But and it's going to be in, tricky because in Vanderbilt's case. Vandy has a pretty clear path, and they've got some momentum from last year. Yeah, you know they ended the season with a bang. Kentucky's yeah. better, but it's a road game. You know, yeah. it's a road game. It's your first big. It's your first big. Like, you know, it's your first test of the year. And I think they're better. I think Vanderbilt will yeah. be better yeah. this year. So my, my my big game that just win this damn game is in Starkville because yeah they should be vulnerable. But that place, I mean, Kentucky hasn't won there since two thousand eight. It's just something about it. I don't know what it is, and they always and it's been a lot of blowouts too. The last four or five have been by uh, about sixteen and a half points, something like that. The margin of defeat for Kentucky, and it, it the early season games are the ones that like you can, especially early on. You're like, well, this, if X, Y, and Z happens, you can dream big. But where Mississippi State falls on the calendar, I mean, it's around Alabama, and like you got to go to South Carolina. That can be tricky. You've got this tough kind of slog, and going down there. They're going to be physical in the trenches because that's what they do. Surviving and getting that monkey off your back because, I mean, that's a game that's going to go away. The cross-divisional yeah. games go away. So, you're making one last trip down to Starkville. Please, take care of business. Yeah. Take care of business. Oh, yeah. One last, last question. Last one. Where are each of you voting Kentucky in, in your preseason poll, and why is it below Tennessee? I got them third behind Tennessee. Third, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm – Second ahead. <laughs> yeah, we've got a. I think there's Tennessee earned some benefit of the doubt last year with what they did. Yeah. I think the defense took strides. I don't think they're great on defense, but you got to assume Hypel they're going to score forty something points or 38, 40, or thirty-eight to forty-two points. You got to assume because and to me too, it's like they've got insurance for Joel Milton. Yeah. Because they got the Dinko back there in case you know break glass in case of emergency. So and I think the schedule. For Kentucky, I mean, stuff you got. You got to go to Georgia. You get Bam at home. Those will be, you know, you got to kind of write in red ink already. Two losses. So I would say I, I give it the edge to Tennessee, but I think they they deserve that after the. Year Mike's got that Kentucky Bama game as the biggest trap game of the season. So yep, I'd like to go up there, boys. I ain't gonna lie. Now y'all serving beer, I may go. Beer. Yeah, <laughs> it's a miracle. It's, it's a summer miracle. Force uh, Spurrier to retire. Before he got Pruitt out of there. Got Coach O fired. Got Coach O out of there. Now can he get the big dog out of there? See you later, Saban. Hey, before you boys go, tell the audience where can they find you? And, and they got to listen to Eleven Personnel. I listen to every episode. So we're the KSR YouTube channel is where we do all of our shows. Just Kentucky Sports Radio on there. KentuckySportsRadio.com. We've got a message board. KS board. KSR Plus. Uh, Roush KSR is my Twitter handle. Yours is. Adam Luck at KSR. Yeah. So we're all over the place. Come find us. Come see about it. <laughs> Appreciate you, boys. Yeah, thank that you was great. again.